Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 128 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have my favorite TikToker and yours, Brittany Jade. Now, Brittany rose to TikTok fame, shall we say, um, by being so open and honest with her entire life about her recovery, about her marriage, about parenting, about being a mom. The list goes on and on. Now, you've been getting little snippets here and there through videos on TikTok, but today, Brittany sits down and we go through it all from recovery journey, from losing her kids to almost losing her marriage. Brittany talks about her entire recovery journey. This is such a fantastic episode, and I'm so grateful to have guests just like Brittany be so open and vulnerable and real with us. It is truly a blessing. So let's get into it. Are you a woman in recovery who wants to pay it forward and help other women find freedom by changing their relationship with alcohol? Well, then you are the perfect candidate to be a Sober Girls Guide. A Sober Girls Guide certification and business training is the only custom design program for women who are in recovery who want to turn their passion into a successful career and profitable business. It will allow you to reach unimaginable levels of success and fulfillment. It's time for you to finally bridge the gap between your passion and a profitable career. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now and join the program. Brittany Jade, how are you? Hi, I'm on? good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, dude, I am so excited to talk to you. I am so, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, uh, first of all, I love like your TikToks. You're obviously blown right the heck up on TikTok. Like how fun is that? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing because yeah. like just a year ago is like right now is when I started my journey. So a year ago today I had 3000 followers on TikTok and I made a video what? about it. 
I was so excited about those 3,000 followers, too. I made a whole video about it. Wait, only a year? And yes. What, what are you at now? Like, like a million or something, right? 1.5. Shut up. Yeah. It's that crazy. is incredible. And it happened from just a couple videos, honestly. But those videos yeah. were the ones where I shared my story. And they got like yeah. to like 10 million. So, and, and that's really how I got my following was just through a couple videos. Yeah. Well, cause your story is, is powerful, right? I think anyone who's willing to be vulnerable and open like you are is so powerful. Yes. Right. And we need yeah. that. God, we need, like we were just talking, we need women to talk about recovery and what's going on. Like boys, we love you. We get it. Yeah. Sit down. We, we, we yes. need some, some strong women up in here. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I want to talk about like your family and all that fun stuff. Cause they're just freaking adorable. Like I love them. I Thank want you. your boys. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. They're a lot of work. So cute. Though, that's for sure. It's yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, but can you give us a kind of back in the day, like tell us about, about your recovery journey and what that looked like for you? Yeah, so I um, first got introduced to sobriety when I was 19. I went to treatment twice. That's really when, uh, I mean, it was out of control from when I, the time I started drinking at 13, but 19 was really yeah. when um, it, it was just very noticeable to everyone else too. So I kind of went to treatment basically because I felt like I was forced to by my parents. I didn't want it for myself. I didn't think, you yeah. can't tell a 19 year old to do something if they don't want to do it. You actually can't tell them anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah right. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went then and then um, didn't really stay sober right after. That's how I met my husband was actually straight out of rehab. And we were 19. We were living in the same sober living house. No so way. Him. Yes. We had okay. a little bit of, we, we didn't stay sober, but then um, we got married and shortly after we got married, we decided it was very always clear that my drinking was a huge problem to everyone. I turned into this like total different person with drinking. Yeah. And so he, like, what would you do? Like what would be classified as out of control? Because like, 19 is crazy. Like it's just a crazy year for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I guess I, would, I, well, so now like I'm thinking about a time, even a couple years past 19, but, uh, mm -hmm. I would just get really angry. Like my mm -hmm. husband like swore, like it was some like exorcist level, like stuff, like, like crazy, creepy. Um, I'm the nicest person in the world. I don't fight ever. I never even like cause any conference confrontation, but this second, like I had alcohol in me, like I was yeah. going to the drunk, drunk tank for sure. I was punching holes in the wall, like Woo. crazy. I know. Okay. I know. So then finally, um, we decided we were going to stop drinking and we did. And then about six months after we got pregnant, we started our family and we continued to stay sober for the next three, four years, mm -hmm. but we were never in recovery. We didn't tell people like we had a problem. We didn't tell people we were in recovery. We just simply said we didn't drink okay, um, because we didn't think, I didn't think that I had a problem uh, yeah. and I didn't want to, you know, so yeah. I, I just didn't drink and um, then shortly after our boys were born, uh, that was about four and a half, five, almost five years ago. So they're going to be five in September. Uh, 
after they were born, going from one child to three, we didn't know how to deal with the stress. I had no help from my family. His mom had just passed away when I was pregnant with the twins. It was just like a crazy time. And so after they were born, we just picked up to alcohol. And that is how we wow. dealt with it. And we tried really hard to keep it under control. Like we set a two drink max like for a while and it worked for a while. And then I found out he was sneaking drinks and then I started sneaking drinks. And then he is, um, he, we met in obviously in sober living, he has been to treatment before, but he does not identify as an alcoholic or addict. He has, he was into pills. He has not used pills, um, back since we were 19. He drank a lot with me, but he could, he didn't have a problem like me. Like he could stop after two and be fine. Whereas over that, those four, four years of my alcoholism, like being reactivated, like since I had stopped drinking for a little bit, it just, it got out of control. And then towards the end, it was to the point where just for me to fully function through the day, I had to wake up and take 10 shots of vodka. And that's just how I started my day as a mom of three driving her kids to school. That's how I had to do it. Um, and I was a stay at home mom. So I didn't have, I didn't do anything else really. I didn't, I had a couple side jobs. Like I'm a hairstylist and a photographer I would do on the side, but for the most part, like I was stay at home mom, that was my whole life. And, um, addiction and alcoholism and, uh, being a stay at home parent is just, Ooh, it, um, just is really is like the worst thing that, uh, could happen to you, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it did. And yeah, now I've been sober today. Um, actually it's 16 months today. Woo. Amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) The lights just went off. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just celebrating with us. Amazing. How, how did you go about getting 16 months? Like what was kind of catalyst to get back into, I guess, sobriety or recovery? Yeah. So our marriage started failing. We knew that like, um, something was wrong and we thought something was for sure wrong with me, but there was like a lot of gaslighting, like him telling me I was crazy. But then when I look back, it's like, well, I kind of was crazy during that time. Um, uh-huh. And he didn't. So it's hard. Cause that's a lot of the thing that reason to happen with the divorce is yeah. So we signed divorce papers and yeah. Um, but uh, there, there, we just had talked about how we were not going to bring up my alcoholism. We were not going to bring up some anger issues that he had. We weren't going to bring up any of that because that would just be a disaster in the divorce. So let's just both of us not talk about our things that we have issues with and we'll be good. Well, um, he ended up bringing it up. And so, uh, I tried to get sober on my own for a month. I had moved out and I, I I used to do this all the time back when I was younger too. I'd be like, Oh, I can do it on my own. I can get sober on my own. I'm going to fly out to California and just live in hostels and get sober on my own. Well, it never worked. Never worked ever. um, Yeah. It's just like, I, I'm I'm this very like, it's my way. I can do it. I don't need any help. I've always been that type of person. And it's so crazy because like recovery is taught, like actually fully being in recovery has really taught me a whole different, a different life. But yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to get sober on my own. I couldn't do it. Uh, I temporarily actually gave up custody of my kids to him for 30 days because I thought that's, that's what our agreement was. And I thought that I could do it. All I had to do was stay sober for 30 days. It didn't work out. And then, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, the day I was supposed to get back, he took me to court on an ex parte. Um, and I 
actually lost all, um, I, I will never be able to say this without crying, but uh, that was November 13th, 2019. Um, I lost full legal and physical custody of my kids, all of it, and nothing mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and that was just, I didn't know what I was going into. I wasn't served papers. I didn't have an attorney. I was drunk though. Let me tell yeah. you that I was <laughs> drunk, showed up an hour late. Uh, um, and you think that, you know, you a parent losing custody of their kids would be like your rock bottom. That'll make you get sober. But no, the first thing I did after I left that courtroom was I went and I got a drink and I, I pretty much tried to drink myself to death that day. But thankfully the next day, my friend, I, I finally, she actually took a video of me. I've shared on my TikTok that night. I said that I would go get help and, so the next day I went and checked myself into a detox because I didn't have insurance. I had to pay out of pocket. I emptied my bank account. Um, and when I went into detox that day, my blood alcohol was a 0.457, which is crazy because like, actually I, one of the three rehabs I had gone to that day wouldn't accept me. So they're like, no, she's too sick. Take her to the hospital. So they drew my blood at the hospital and, and um, I had left the hospital because it was taking too long and the hospital actually had called me and I'm like, Hey, where'd you go? I'm like, Oh, I, I got, I got into a detox center. I'm going in right now. They're like, oh, okay. Cause you should be dead. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we were shocked too, because I was, I could, I still remember everything. I was talking, I was walking. It's not like I was completely like unconscious gone. So it's yeah. just, it's really crazy to think clearly, you know, how, how escalated my drinking had gotten when I could fully function at such a lethal level. Right. Um, yeah. Holy. So that got me, got my door, but unfortunately it took a few months after that, even getting out of detox, like for me to really get the sobriety to stick. I think I wasn't fully, um, honest. I actually ended up, since we were going through divorce, I ended up meeting a guy in the detox who was a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. I started hanging out with him. Um, it's funny. Cause like I met him in a sober living. It's just, my thing apparently and this guy was just not good news and um I was I uh kind of I had drank a few times I would like sneak it but nobody knew I wouldn't tell anyone and it wasn't like I, I relapsed and told people I just drank and then I heard it started taking his suboxone which eventually my husband actually ended up having to file a restraining order on me which left me homeless so um, when I was out here in San Diego, thankfully it was only for a few short weeks, but, um, I was always an alcoholic, but I started, I was using heroin and meth all day, every day. And that like destroyed yeah. me so quick. I OD'd, um, February, uh, 2020. And then on February 9th is my sobriety date. That's what day I got sober. I woke up in the hospital and I was like, I just, I had two choices. I was either going to go over the border to Mexico and disappear. And we had been planning that out because that was really a smart decision at that, at that time. That really was an option. The other thing was I was going to get on a plane and go back to Wisconsin where my family lived, which always happened before. I'd be like, I have to go back to Wisconsin to get sober. Like it just, it's happened a lot. And so I couldn't believe it was happening. Like again, 10 years later, like a mom of three kids, I have to like go back home to my parents to get sober. But um, I did. And I got on a plane that day and um, I started just trying to get my life back. And the first thing I had to do was I had to find an attorney because, um, you know, I was really struggling and my disease really, really bad, but uh, not 
to the point where my kids shouldn't have any contact with me at all. And at that time I couldn't even talk to them on the phone. So um, I started calling attorneys and the attorneys were like, Brittany, like we're going to be straight up honest, like because of this type of restraining order, it could be three to five years before you saw your kids again, before you see your kids again. And oh my gosh, that was, it was the hardest thing to hear as I'm getting sober, like, you know, a week, I'm still calling attorneys two weeks sober, three weeks sober. And finally I get one. Um, so I show up three weeks sober back here in California in court. Um, and I show up here, but at this time I had been doing so much. I bought a smartphone breathalyzer. I was proving my sobriety. I was getting weekly drug tests. I was trying to get my mental health under control. I was seeing a psychiatrist. Like I really, I knew I needed to prove myself, you know, to the court for me to be able to see my kids. And, um, thankfully when I show up that day, I actually got legal custody back that day. So I still had to do supervised visits, but my mom could be with me. Um, And so that was obviously 16 months ago, but, um, I got physical custody back like a month later. Everyone's just shocked because my story, I, I, everything happened really quick. A lot of people, when they get their kids taken, it's years before they get their kids back. I have a friend who's five years sober and she still doesn't have one of her kids back at five years sober. Wow. And it's crazy, but my kids were not taken by child welfare services. My kids were taken by my, um, their dad. So, right. And, but my attorney said he's never seen anything like it. Like what I did, I was, I proved my sobriety. I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was really serious about it this time too. I really, really was. I wasn't going to lie anymore. I wasn't going to sugarcoat anything. Um, I why really do you think, wanted like Why that. do you think this time you, you took it like really seriously? I think, um, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. I don't really know besides the fact that I was at such a low place. When I was like out there homeless, like all I was, I don't even honestly remember what it was like being high on heroin or meth because I was that gone every time. Yeah. So, um, I was just in a really, really dark place. And I think I, I really knew that there was nothing else to lose at this point. Like I had lost my kids, my husband, my house, everything in my life, there was nothing left to lose besides my life. And so there really was only death next. And, um, I think just, I honestly, I think I was just given the gift of desperation, like, and that's, and that's that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and then what to, to maintain your sobriety, what kind of do you follow a program or what is your structure? Yeah. So I got sober at the beginning of the pandemic, which was crazy. So like all meetings, I was about to take my 30 day token and, uh, the, 
the meeting shut down that day. So right at the very beginning of my sobriety. And so I just zoom AA meetings and oh my gosh, that saved my life. I just sat on, cause I didn't have my kids all the time then yet. Um, I just sat in meetings all day on my computer. Um, and I'm like such a social person. So that was really, really hard, but honestly, also in early sobriety, just that with my history, I probably would have met someone. I probably would have like, I don't know, maybe it was good that I was just like, had to be locked away at home. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I do AA. Um, I do therapy. I, uh, what else do I do? Um, I did outpatient for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Yeah. Oh, and now, and now I work in recovery. So now I work in this, in this industry and it's, so it's like that, that's a whole, I'm talking about, you know, sobriety all day, every day. And, but really what I had to do was I had to make this my first priority, like before anything, like it had to come before my kids even like that was hard. I was still fighting for them back, but I knew like, I can't get them back if I don't have my sobriety first. And so that is what that is what I did. And I, 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 I still to this day will put that first before anything else, because I, I can't yeah. do anything in my life if I'm not sober. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. that's really hard, especially like for a mom, like you have that like mom guilt. Cause everyone is, it's, it's all about the kids all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and being on, on a big social media platform where I'm talking about addiction, where a lot of people don't understand how it works. I'm getting mom shame because how dare you put totally. yourself first. And I'm like, you don't understand. And it's talking yeah. about addiction in, uh, in a open public. I is really, it's really hard. Thankfully, thankfully people, I don't get it as much anymore, but when I first started, you know, mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of, a lot of it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that one. I feel, I don't know if it was like also the pandemic that people's like comments, I was talking about this the other day, like people's comments have just been vicious over the last year and a bit. Yeah. Like just straight up vicious. Like how, like there's people behind these yeah. screens still. I know. 
And it yeah, doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many likes or how many views or all, who cares about that bullshit? Yeah. You're still people. Yeah. Like, damn, yeah. it hurts. And a lot of my messages when I first started were always like, oh, you can talk when you have a year. Oh, you haven't been sober long enough. And um, just, mm-hmm. I always, I'm very paranoid and it's funny because I got talk about how my husband gaslighted me. Well, I gaslight myself all the time. I question my own. I make myself question my own sanity. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, it got to a point where when I first started TikTok, where I had to really decide, okay, is this something you can handle? Cause I'm just not good with confrontation. I, especially in my sobriety, I try to stay as far as heck I, away from them and I can. Yeah. Um, but cause when I have confrontation or issues or fights or I get mad, like it is like, I don't, the, my first thing is like alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. So I just have to be really cautious even still today. Um, but yeah, it got to a point, but then I started getting the messages where people were like, Oh my gosh, like your story's helping me so much. You're so inspiring. Oh, you know, I went through this too, or, Oh, my loved one is going through this. And I mean, today it's like hands down you know now I get to see it in a more personal level where I work at a treatment center and getting people in and then seeing these women back with their kids now um, and back with their families uh, it's a whole different level but the good will always outweigh the bad totally yeah I mean I I understand like those good messages those positive messages are worth like 10 times the odd stupid message you know it's (laughs) funny because you see one bad message out of a hundred messages and all you can think about is that one negative message. Totally. That's hard. I just, I know if I do, if I do a video that's telling our story, which I do do because I just, I have to with what I do. I can't just like let the past go. And so I do tell it every once in a while. I just, sometimes I'm like, okay, I just have to, and I'll just tell myself, I can't go back to that video and look in the comments. Yeah. Because and, and that oh. honestly works. So at least I got to do it. I got to tell my story. I got to share it. But I, I just, I'll have like my friends. I'll be like, can you just go reply to the comments for me? Because I, I can't go in that video. Yeah, uh, totally. And you have to like also realize like everyone is viewing this world from completely different lenses of trauma, right? Yes. Yes. So literally even words colors could trigger someone yeah and it's like what you don't like purple and it's like game over for them right yeah it's just you just never know what people are thinking or going through and it just sucks that like you end up being the punching bag for that yeah it just sucks it's hard and it's to the point where I people know this about me I don't really do clapbacks I don't really like stand up for myself I've gotten actually a lot of like hate from other creators well found out they were talking behind my back and their main thing was Brittany doesn't stand up for herself and um yeah that that that's been hard but uh I also don't need to argue with strangers I know I know (laughs) I don't at all, but it's gotten to a point where finally I did just this mm. is like a month or two ago. These, I'm just so sick of these people thinking they can say whatever they want to me and just get away with it. Well, yeah. what happens is I responded to a con I, it happened twice in like the same day a month ago. And, uh, I responded to a comment that someone wrote mm. and, uh, they, uh, my people, I didn't tell anyone to do anything. I responded when I do, when I respond to a hate comment, I make sure I respond in, um, 
first of all, a kind and educating way, because most of the time they're talking about something they're not educated at, at all on it. And so I try to make it be, a, I'm not sassy, I'm not mean, I'm not rude. And I make sure to tell people, please don't be mean to this person. Well, what happened is the girl who wrote the comment got her account banned because all my people reported her for what she said. Um, she basically, she was another, she was, she was another addict too, which was really hard because I tried to reach out to her and I'm like, Hey, just from like addict to addict, like I would never go on someone else's page. And she, she, she came on, she's like, you're a narcissist, you're sick and you need to be in therapy. And I'm like, hmm. oh my God, I would never go onto someone else's page and say that, like, especially another fellow addicts page. But, yeah. and then the other person when it happened, I same, I was just, I responded to a comment that they wrote, which everybody knows you can do. Well, apparently she was like, you made that, pu- that comment public. And she threatened to take her own life if I didn't remove the video. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa. so of course I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, but you realize when you wrote that comment, that was public. If you didn't want anyone to see it, you shouldn't have wrote it. But yeah. it was, and it's just like, that is not fair for somebody to put that kind of pressure Oof. on. Yeah. That's yeah. really it's hard. Not, but um, yeah. obviously the good outweighs the bad always. So yeah, definitely. Social media is a blessing. And yes. sometimes tricky. Yeah. How, long <laughs> you, how long have you been sober for? Uh, just over four years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk about you getting back together with your husband. Yeah. What that looks like and how that even like came about. Yeah. It was crazy. We were, um, actually a year ago to this month, June, um, Actually, first of all, we got a letter actually in the mail last last June saying neither of us were fit to parent and our kids were going to be placed into third party placement, um, no. which was the scariest thing because but thankfully that was based on a, a, a court hearing back we had in December, but COVID had like prolonged it a few months. So thankfully, by the time we got it, I had been sober for four months. Okay. Um, and so our attorneys were able to keep that from happening, but that was really close for us. We were really close to losing the kids. And then also last June, um, when was, we were separated, we actually had to go no contact. So we didn't, so we went no contact and having three kids together, that was really hard, but that's just how it had to be because things would. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG 
at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. We're getting nasty between us. And, yeah. um, so we didn't speak or talk or do anything besides drop off with the kids. That's it for like six months. And then Thanksgiving of last year, I dropped off the kids and he, we randomly just started talking and he asked if I would hug him and we had yeah. talked that we needed to get along for the sake of the kids. And so that's what we yeah. started doing. But shortly after we, I realized, you know, something with him is I felt like it was always my fault. And I I'm over here telling the whole world how bad I messed up and I'm taking accountability for my actions, but I needed him to do that for for himself as well and his part, because I know a lot of everything that happened had to do with me, but it wasn't just me too. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, he like fully apologized to me, you know, for the things he had done. And I want to say done is he didn't know how to help me when I was in my addiction. He thought that by punishing me, by kicking me out, by taking mm. the kids from me, like that is what he was supposed to do when really I needed him to be like, Oh my gosh, Brittany, like, let's get you into treatment or let's take you to a meeting or let's help you out here. He didn't know that, but. Well, I mean, uh, so many people are also taught like tough love, like, Oh, just cut them off. Like give them tough love. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. Uh -uh. And I clearly, I definitely wear the pants in our relationship. And so he's, and we've been together for 13 years. And so he's always been used to me making decisions. So when he had to make decisions, he didn't know really who to go to, to help him. And he went to his attorney, which his attorney was not looking out for the best interest of me at all. So um, yeah, so just a couple of months, we started hanging out. And then randomly, I remember like, just, we were just sitting on his couch and I was like, so if we were back to get, if we were, this is like literally what I said, I said, so if we were to get back together, like, how would I tell TikTok that? Cause oh. I had, yeah. And that yeah. is how it all started because I had been talking major crap about him for months prior. Like that is how I chose to grieve through that breakup. And of course. do I think it was really the right way? No, but that's what I had to do in that time. So, um, yeah. And yeah, so we got, we announced that we were back together in February of this year. That was, and you know, we got a couple messages that were pretty bad and um, some people didn't support us, but for the most part, it was like the most outpouring amount of love we've ever experienced and um, people understood. And yeah, it's, it's been really, really amazing. It's crazy to think just you know, in 16 months, even from last June, where we yeah. at, like, we were just about to go June, June 15th is when we went no contact and stopped talking. Um, and it's crazy to think like where we are at today, because yeah. we're very, very happy. And our kids are happy. And um, I it feels like actual true happiness, because I lo- used to love social media back when my drinking days, I, I'm a photographer. So I love taking pictures, but I would yeah. very much portray to the world that we were this perfect family. And nobody knew about like our secret dark life. Um, mm. a, lo- a lot of people didn't even know about my drinking because I didn't drink around other people. I didn't even go hang out with other people because I was just like, to myself at home. That's what I wanted to do. And yeah, uh, yeah. So I just, it, we're just very, very happy. Um, and we've still been through a lot though. So it's, it's crazy. It's like, we're very happy, but I also want to make sure like everyone 
knows too that it's we're not just happy like we're we're we it took a long time to get here Uh, yeah you know we had to really like fight for this and and work for this and the forgiveness that we had to find for each other on both parts because I got into another relationship with that guy from detox right and um you know I was and so so he had to forgive me for myself I had to forgive him for his and thankfully that everyone always asked me that the working in the steps had a lot to do with that yeah finding forgiveness for me yeah like how how did you rebuild trust yeah like that (sighs) seems like the hardest hardest thing in any relationship I think is like trust Mm -hmm. for for him I know he was never worried about me when there wasn't alcohol involved like he you know really was the only person who really got to see how full force you know I I was Mm -hmm. um in my alcoholism and who I was um in active addiction he's the only person who really got to see that but um I just I think, um, I lost my train of thought now. What did you ask again? Trust. Trust. Oh yeah. How how do you, how do you build trust? Yeah. So the alcohol being removed from the situation was just, that's a huge thing. But, um, I guess just like we, we are, we're very open now and about communicating and, um, I don't know. I think it still worries him just, uh, with men in general, especially me being on like a social media platform where anyone can say anything to me at any time, but yeah. we're always together. Like he helps me with all of my, my social medias and my business stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's taken time, but, yeah. but we have got there. You guys seem like such a, a team. Yeah. Yes. Like, like a real genuine, like team, like someone like who would just really have your back at any time. Yes. And I really do feel like that, you know, today that if anything were to go bad again, you know, that we would be on a better understanding of how to help each other in both of our, in both ways. So, yeah, um, but yeah. And he's, he's my best friend. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy because like when we split up, I never really thought that it would, I was like, Oh, I don't know. We had, I had said something like I could see us getting married again in five years, but he was the type of person. He was like, "Nope, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. If you if you really want to be done with this marriage, like it's done, and that's that." And so uh, he for sure thought it was done, but I always had in the back of my head like, I don't know. I and then it's like when I started like kind of dating other people, it was like what am I doing here? It's just, we've yeah. been together for 13 years. So, and we met yeah. so young, um, you know, I don't know, maybe we both had to see that we had to see what it was like, like out dating for a little bit, but for sure. Yeah. Um, it's just, we just really, we're, it's crazy because we have a lot in common, the same hobbies. Like we just like a lot of the same stuff, but our personalities are very, very different. I'm like extreme yeah. extrovert. Like let me be best friends with everyone in the whole entire world. And he is like extreme introvert, like likes to keep to himself, but it's, we yeah. really balance yeah. each other out well because I need him to kind of say, chill out, Brittany. And yeah, he needs me to be like, okay, let's have fun. totally you're like the yin and yang like he grounds you and you like pull him out of his cave yeah it's great that's perfect that's like what every relationship I think needs 
I mean, if yeah. you're like both like two like crazy and in, uh, intro, um, extrovert, it's just like a roller coaster just gonna go off the track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <For> sure. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. I love to hear that you're happy and you guys are doing well. It's, yeah. it's really, it's really refreshing to hear. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't hear a lot of people getting back together. Do you think that like, especially a lot of marriages, do you think a lot of people maybe throw in the towel too soon? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of states actually have a longer, like you have to go through a certain long separation before you can actually file for divorce. And I mean, that's brilliant because yeah. our divorce, like, I talk about the price a lot because like, that's just the reality of how seriousness our divorce was, but it cost a hundred thousand dollars. So what? Yeah. You've never heard me mention that part. You get divorced. We then, we never even got officially divorced. Yeah. We were both at, we're both at 50,000 with our attorneys. So I'm actually right now, my attorney's like, okay, you fired me though now, but I need to be paid. So I'm trying to find a loan right now to, um, help Whoa. me help get mine paid off but yeah hundred thousand dollar divorce that never even actually happened because it never was finalized um, oh. I know it's it's really it's really hard but that's like it's what had to yeah. happen like it, it's yeah. fine I guess like money is just money that had to happen yeah um and we'll be okay like it's crazy because since getting my job with the treatment center, I like finally for the first time in my life is I'm like financially stable to the point where he actually got let go from his job. But thank God he was a debt collector. He hated his job. He did it for like seven years and yeah. just miserable there. And so he actually got let go, but it was, it, I needed help with all mine. I have like 10 different things I do. And yeah. um, so now he stays home with me and helps with the kids, helps with all my stuff. Um, and like you said, we're, we're just, we're a really good team and yeah. I couldn't do all this without him. You, before he stayed home, it was to the point where I needed like all these people to be helping me and I'm like, or, or you can just help me. So yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun though. Starting, we're starting like a new life. We actually, I think are about thinking about moving. We just yeah. want like a new start. Um, we kind of, we were really close with both of sides of our families, like all through our whole life, but obviously the divorce really split that. Yeah, um, I bet we're not as close with our families anymore. And I don't really talk to his family. He doesn't really talk to mine. And I think one day we'll get there, but yeah, not quite yet. So uh, we're thinking about moving and like, just like having a new fresh start. Even our kids want to do that too. Like this has well, been awesome. a world, world ride when like, or uh, run for our kids too. Yeah. They've been through a lot. You know, our boys were three when it all happened or four and a half now, but my daughter, she's eight. And so she's yeah. well aware, you know, more of, uh, and she didn't know when the restraining order was on me. She didn't know if I was coming back. She didn't know um, right. how, where mommy had gone to. And I think it's, it's actually crazy. Cause I, she just had a doctor's appointment the other day. And I told the doctor, I'm like, I'm like kind of worried just like about her, like mental health. And she's been through so much. And yeah. um, the doctor like asked her, you know, what was the hardest part in your life? And she said, when my mommy left for a year, um, oh. and I was only gone for 28 days for that restraining order. That's what 28 days when I couldn't have contact with them, but that's how a lot. And the doctor said like, that's how long it feels like to her oh. though. Yeah. It feels like it's been a year. So, Oh, uh, so even though it's like today, 
you know, I, we, we, we have really happy and we get to live this life all together as a family. Like there's still a lot of, I'm sure, you know, my daughter's head, she always has like, Oh, you know, what happens if mommy gets sick again? Because that's how they understand addiction is, you know, mommy was sick and they understand, you know, I'm, I'm allergic to alcohol and, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it'll just be a process with them, you know, building trust back too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Yeah. Time definitely heals. Yes. That is for sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Brittany, if you have any piece of advice for anyone who's listening, who is maybe thinking about getting sober or like going through a rough patch in their uh, recovery, what's one piece of advice you could offer? Um, uh, first thing is to, um, tell someone, I feel like okay. a lot, it's, I was very embarrassed and yeah. like shameful that I had a problem and I didn't want to tell anyone, but that's extremely, extremely important to you. And the people that care about you will support you. Uh, it's crazy because I have more friends today. I have more people that love me in my life today, simply because I was honest about what I was going through than I have in my entire life. Um, wow. And I was so nervous that people were going to judge me. Uh, but there is, there's a, there's a lot of people out here like us. Um, and it's nothing to be embarrassed and to be ashamed of. And then also just that, like another thing I really, really, my biggest fear when I first got sober was, um, I, I didn't, I was like, I'm going to be this boring person. Like, who am I without alcohol? How can you have fun without alcohol? Yeah. And that was my biggest fear. And so another thing I really try to do with my platforms, like really show how fun sobriety can be. Yeah. Um, and because it's amazing. There's so much fun stuff and you get to meet new people. You know, I, I made pretty much all new friends when I first got sober, you know, through the zoom chats of AA in the pandemic, but yeah. Um, writing is so, so fun and, and you aren't alone. And, um, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Brittany, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your experience yeah. and your knowledge. I thank really you for appreciate having it. Me. It's been so nice to thank chat you with you. How incredibly sweet is Brittany. I mean, from Instagram to TikTok, you would never know what people are actually going through. And I love how Brittany doesn't doesn't hide anything and is completely honest and real. And that is what we need more of because we don't know what people are going through or what people are really feeling. And it's just very refreshing. As always, thank you so much for listening. I couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your comments. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide. And don't forget the blog. Sober Girl's Guide has you lock, stocked, and loaded. We got you everything you would need on your recovery journey and more. From workbooks to challenges to how-tos, we have you covered. We have group coaching open for enrollment, and we also have our Sober Girl Guide certification program. Head to asobergirlsguide.com to keep up with all the news. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.